0: And then I hear in the background of the phone call it sounds like somebody pounding on a door. Find out the suspect is still in the house. So this just happened to this little girl. Turns out she's 12 years old. The person that did it is still in the house. She's calling from between like behind two locked doors and he's pounding hard enough for me to hear it. And I have to sit on the phone with this person and get help to them while asking someone 12 years old all these like super important Questions and trying to tell them like hey it's gonna be okay like i'm gonna get you help while they are trembling in a bathroom
1: while a real life monster is trying to get to them right and you're telling them and you have no it's there, not, i it's cannot
0: a- do anything to help you except for type yeah. and in that moment i feel like i can't type anything fast enough to get help to you
1: What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Antihero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, none of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Antihero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you, so give them a try.
0: I'm used to having a mic like sitting like right here like all day. Really? Yeah. So like we wear like, they're all headsets. So our hands are free. Well, free. Yeah. If it's, if we're just talking to a caller, we're just talking to you guys, our hands are free. But on oh. dispatch, if you guys ask us to call someone back, it's like an actual like old school like desk phone handset.
1: Dude, we're the only. I don't want to say the only agency because, oh, by the way, we have, we just started. We just kind of jumped into it. <laughs> <laughs> Craig's here. He works as a dispatcher. How long you been one? Six years. Six years. And uh, we, we talk about dispatch all the time. So me and Sam were like, we need to get one on here. So uh, you you were, did we say it on a podcast that we were going to get a dispatcher on here? Is that how we linked up? I think we Maybe. did say it.
0: I I remember listening to one of them, and you guys.
1: I asked you straight up. You didn't ask me, right? I think I asked you. No,
0: I I had messaged you about like a crazy story. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because you guys were like, oh, like you always asked whatever guests, and like, oh, do you have any crazy stories? It's like people don't know how to respond. It's like, you want crazy funny, or do you want like crazy, like, oh my God, this (laughs) is what you deal with? And you have a bunch of stories, I'm sure, that go both ways. I have stories that go both ways. So I had one that I messaged you. And you're like, why don't you just come on and tell it? And like, instead of like, get feeding <laughs> the, instead of feeding information, you can just come on. So
1: cool. Don't forget that story. Right. Um, but yeah, so when I went and sat with Dispatch and um and I had, they gave me the little headset thing, and the, so that was pretty cool. That I was gonna say something, and then I introduced you, and then my fucking brain, I forgot what it was, but. Cool. You um, were
0: you were saying something about how we're the only agency, but yeah, oh, yes, just, thank you. See, <laughs> perfect.
1: Uh, we're the only agency that asks people our dispatchers to call people back. Like we don't have, a, and it had to have been from the seventies when we use payphones. But like, like the agency we came from, mm-hmm. if you ask a dispatcher to do that, they're gonna message you and go, uh, do you do you not have a phone?" You know, right? And so we'll ask, like, "Hey, our dispatchers are insanely busy. So if you look at <laughs> where we where we where we work." In Central Florida, um, everything's down. You know, so numbers are down, and dispatch is, is about as unspoken as di- numbers are down on cops. And uh, and they're doing it, ten things at once, and you'll get a cop go, "Hey, uh, you mind calling that caller back?" And you could just like, I'm like, dude, because <laughs> you're on the re- on the phone. Hello, have you ever called it? Well, okay. You've called a dispatcher and they're on the phone and they're trying to talk to you. I'm like, God, this is amazing how they don't mix two things up.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's we got, you know, it's a headset. So we have something over our head. And depending on how the dispatcher wants, there's like three ways that we can key up on a radio. There's a button on the little receiver that our headset plugs into. There's a foot pedal and then there's a rollerball mouse thing that one of the buttons on the computer interface is transmit. So you can do any of the three to key up. The foot's obviously the easiest because it keeps your hands free. You can talk on the phone. but it You have all th- three options available mm-hmm. to you? But there are times where I've done it where I had somebody ask for a wrecker because they were going to tow a car. Gave me all the information I need. Well, I pick up the phone. And I call the wrecker service this is back before we do, like, the automated system yeah, yeah. now. And as I'm calling the record service, I didn't realize I'd still keyed up. So my foot's on the pedal, so I would just repeat everything that that unit had just told me. On primary? hmm On <laughs> the primary. Channel. So so I tell <laughs> the Open record mic. service, but then I tell the whole <laughs> channel again. And the deputy just keyed up and was like, yeah, County, you're right. I was like, mm, <laughs> crap. Well, that just transmitted.
1: <laughs> what made you want to be a dispatcher? Or did you just kind of fall into it? Or is there... <sighs>
0: It was the position that I made it through this like the whole selective process when I applied with the agency. I applied for both a sponsorship sponsorship position for sworn, and then this civilian position for dispatch. Um, and the civilian position for dispatch just got back to me quicker, and they were like, "Hey, these are your next steps. You can get them done whenever." just call the recruiter and tell him like when you scheduled them so then we can reach out and be like, Hey, this guy is going through the process for us. We'll pay for it. And it just happened to be quicker going through the civilian side. Mm. So I did the paperwork I got in and I was had a start date. Like they had given me like, Hey, this is your tentative start date. If you accept the position before I got like the next set of steps for the sworn side. So
1: you, uh, are you still thinking about Sworn or I'm are thinking you like, about Fuck it. That.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> about it. Like I it's always been something I've been interested in, but at this point, uh, two young kids, both under yeah. the age of 2,
1: and when you no matter how much experience you come from, no matter your age, no matter your family dynamic, um when you become a cop, they like to break you down and you're the new guy. And mm-hmm. Uh, I can't speak for every single agency, but I went to my current agency, and they didn't give two flying fucks that I had prior law enforcement experience, and I had a kid. They threw my ass on midnights with a bunch of new guys, a bunch of young kids, and they didn't yep. care. And no. you'll bring it up, and they'll almost laugh in your face, like, welcome to the party. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The, old, the one thing that I've kind of, like, talking with other people about this, they've said the one benefit, if I was to do it right now, would just be the fact that we don't have numbers. So they're a little bit more giving on, like, rotations, I guess. Like, I've been told, like, oh, if you wanted to, like, stay on this A or B rotation, you might be able to, like, put in, like, hey, this is what I'm requesting just because of, like, we need people everywhere. Yeah. But knowing what my process was like going through for communications, even though we were short on numbers, it's like they... They're going to stick you where they need you yeah, regardless of needs. like what you want.
1: It doesn't matter how local or how federal if never trust the government, if they employ you, they <laughs> they will tell you the craziest things and the, they will not follow through.
0: They'll tell you what you need to get you in. Yeah. And then once you're in and they realize that they have you, they'll just put you wherever.
1: So one of the things that Kendra brought up, that was a good question that I was going to ask you about is, and you could probably tie both of them together is, well one is dealing with new cops, but the but so as dispatchers they start off as call takers first, right? Typically?
0: So uh depends on like what your agency or your mm. company does. Um agency who I work for, you start out as uh PST one, which is public safety telecommunicator level one. For our agency, that's nine one one phones only. You, all you do is answer phones.
1: People calling 911.
0: Yeah. Okay. And now the phones are split up into like three different lines. So you have your 911 emergencies, your non-emergencies, and your alarm lines. So for us, we actually have like an alarm line number for like ADT, safe touch. All of them, they have like a specific number they can call.
1: Where 99% of them are false. Right. 99.99.99. <laughs> <99. laughs>
0: yeah. Right. But uh, so you'll answer any of the three lines, but that's like the only role you fill would just be answering phones, incoming lines. Level two, either you'll be sent to dispatch level two baby. or teletype. That would suck. Yeah. W- one of them is the next step up to be level three just means that you're trained in all three roles and you, we just don't, some agencies do all three from the same terminal. You have to do everything all yeah. at the one computer. Probably
1: smaller agencies though, right?
0: Yeah, I know just from being on the phone with them, I know certain agencies like inside the jurisdiction of my agency does.
1: This guy knows <laughs> it. He doesn't say shit.
0: <laughs> and then there are some of them that you, like you can tell just from being on the phone that like they're really busy because they're doing like all three things yeah. at once or you can hear their radio chatter like in the background of your phone call. But having done this job, you have the respect of just being like, "Alright, like I'll just i'm on the phone with you it's not super important like take whatever radio chatter you need to because i'm just gonna sit here and wait
1: (laughs) well what what as a as a call taker uh i guess there's things going around on social media that dispatchers are talking about um when you're considered rude when you tell people to calm down and that's one of those things that you know even in showing up on scene as a cop when someone comes out frantic I have to tell them, dude, you got to calm down and you got to talk to me about what's going on. And I'm assuming you guys are the first people that hand like deal with that.
0: Yeah. And that's, it's tough because nobody calls nine one one when you're having a good day. So every phone call we answer, it's the worst moments of that person's day right then. And it could be something as simple as a verbal argument between them and their spouse. But that's, Their emergency. And so if you're like, okay, like I can't understand you, I just need you to calm down. Just take a second, breathe, tell me what's going on, because then I can assist you if I know what I need to send you. But people don't want to hear that. People just expect us. There's this, I assume it comes from like movies and TV shows. People, you know, they call 911 on a movie and they're like, I'm at this address or. Uh, you they answer the phone and they say what's your emergency someone's been shot and that's the only part of the phone call you see so that's all people expect us to need they expect like the location to come from the phone they expect someone's been shot like okay i tell you that you send everyone that we need and then we're done yeah that that i i need so much more information than that (laughs) so much more because
1: i mean even with um (laughs) you can triangulate somewhat of where because obviously no one calls from landlines anymore right
0: they if you call from a landline i I'd guess probably like 80% of the time it's a business
1: okay and now you're able to if they called and hung up you're able to say it came from one two three ABC street because of a landline correct yeah like as
0: long as the phone carrier and the account's been set up correctly so with like landlines you have to have the account registered to a service address. That service address should show up on our f- phone screen if it's done correctly. Oh yeah, yeah. So if it's a landline or like a voice over internet phone, like which is like a lot more normal now than even a regular landline, you'll you'll get an address and sometimes you'll get a business name if it's like the actual business is the name of the company or the name on the account.
1: And then sometimes when people call them from a cell phone it's like a called a phase two where it's kind of like it's yeah. a it's in this area
0: yeah phase two is a it's a large target of space given by triangulated cell phone towers
1: and they they try to put it on one address like I'll get a phase two address of one two three ABC Street but it could be one two five ABC Street that called because you got to knock on the door, and then they're like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, Does anybody call 911? Like, and then you got to go door to door.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's exactly like that. It's a it's a guesstimate. Because depending on like my agency, we, our computer system was outdated. So the addresses aren't even all accurate. Street names sometimes aren't even all <laughs> accurate. So, so we would get... The, the signal coming from the cell phone, they would get it as best as it could, and they would plot it onto a map for our program. Issue is, if there's nothing on that map in the program, we get no address. So if it's a shopping center, we'll get a vague address. It could be like anything in that shopping center. If it's a brand new housing development, we might not get any address at all, just because... Our map hasn't been updated, even though there's a physical address there and you can actually either Amazon or Google the address to get stuff delivered. It's it's not going to show up for us.
1: Yeah. Sometimes um, if you using Google is the fastest way instead of using the softwares that are provided to us because Google's on point.
0: Yeah. Luckily, we did. We just got in inter- like started. It's probably a year ago now, but it's a new software that bases your phone's location off of like anything that could be connected to the internet. I saw that when I was if you're on your home's Wi-Fi or if you're connected to a speaker that has Wi-Fi like an Alexa device, a Google Home device, it'll use that Bluetooth connection, the Wi-Fi connection, anything it can to get us a better signal to where like now we actually, if you call from a neighborhood, closer probability that we're actually going to get your house address Mm -hmm. than just getting some house in a five house like circle so that's been really helpful especially for these mobile hang-ups we call them where somebody calls in you have nothing you have nobody talking to you but you can hear something going on online they hang up you can call back but if you don't get anyone it's like okay sounds like an argument i want to send someone but i got no address except for this phase two now with this phase two it's a little bit more accurate it's like i have I feel more confident sending someone there knowing that like when they answer the door, it's going to be who called instead of just any of your neighbors.
1: People call 911 for the wildest things. Like, (laughs) I mean, you and it's so it's like you said, people, it's their worst days. And not a lot, not a lot of people who haven't been in a community service job or a public servant job, they don't understand that. You know, they can't step back and go, okay, well, this happened to me, but it's not the worst thing because somebody right now is being murdered in this world. You know, like, mm-hmm. like I've been to calls like, uh, they go, old oh, lady, uh, there was a turtle in her pool. It was a turtle in her pool and she called 911 and she was really upset that there was a turtle in her pool. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I don't, I mean, and they yeah. had to tell these people. And then of course, you know, cops not cops, police departments and, and, you know, stuff like that. We're so scared now to that. We, they send cops to every single 911 call, every fucking call that comes in. Cops go to it. And then I have to tell this little old lady, this isn't a police issue, um, which we can get into that all day. You know, this is, this is not a law enforcement issue. People do not like to hear that. And it's considered bad customer service now. But, uh, you know but it also guess what Fish and wildlife ain't coming out for a turtle in your pool you mm-hmm. are going to have to you know obviously i helped the lady cuz she's old but people have to fix their own shit you know and right then somebody <laughs> like let's say your 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 window gets smashed your purse gets stolen out of your car mm-hmm. it happens all the time yeah being able to go this sucks but it's not the worst day in the world other people are having way worse days call 911 tell them what happened but you like you said, people are going to be like, that is the worst fucking thing that
0: could ever happen to me. Right. And like the whole this, the, the idea of an emergency is 100 percent perspective to people. It's never like, yes, this is an actual emergency because yeah. the like criteria you, met. Yeah. Because like you will like you said, like somebody can get your window smashed and your purse taken. OK, that there are aspects to that that can be very dangerous were you in the car was somebody else in the car is there a, like is there now like a no weapon um, it happened in another loose? city
1: four months ago <laughs>
0: yes yeah and it's it's crazy because I've I've dealt with calls like that where it's hey I lost my wallet you know two weeks ago and I never reported it I never did anything but just now I'm noticing like charges on my card yeah. or something that aren't mine. It's like, okay, well, th- th- we're not dealing with two week old information and a lot of questions. People don't like when you ask a lot of questions. Yes, I've, but I've like, seen I, that. I, I, I need to ask these questions so I know like what to do. Why are you
1: asking me this? Just send someone.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what we get a lot. And it's frustrating and annoying but the first question when I went through training back in 2017, the first question that we were always taught to ask was like, where did this happen? Yeah. Same
1: as a new cop, too, because if it uh, if it happened outside our jurisdiction, everything that you just told me, you're going to have to tell to a different. Yeah.
0: Cop. And it was funny because I, I swear it was like a whole day worth of training was just how to politely cut someone off so you can ask your questions to make sure it's something you even need to be on the phone for.
1: What that have to do with anything? Right. Cause
0: if I listen to your whole spill for like 10 minutes and I find out it wasn't even <laughs> my agency, I'm gonna be so upset I just spent 10 minutes oh, talking to you. That's another
1: good question. How does, like so how does How does it work? If I was driving down the road and I was in, let's say, I'm in at the county line. Mm-hmm. How does cell phones do you have to transfer people to other, other yeah. comp centers all the time? Like if I'm does it switch as soon as I pass the county line when I make a phone call or is it kind of muddy as far no, as No,
0: it's it's based off of so there's a national 911 clearing house which when tower when cell phone towers are built they are each tower is assigned to the closest PSAP, which PSAP is primary safety answering point. Uh, so any PSAP is any answering communication center that answers incoming 911 calls. If as a new tower is built and I'm sure that there's more science that goes into it, but as a tower is built, that tower is assigned to a, a comm center. Okay. So where your phone is routed from gets sent through the clearing house and the clearing house already has it preset on uh, like one, two, three, which comm center to send it to. Wow. So if you're in, whatever city you hit a tower, it's going to go to the closest comm center. But if that comm center is so has so many incoming calls that they can't answer all of them, it'll roll over to the next one. So it just go, it just filters through until you connect to someone. And once you connect to someone, you're stuck on that line until either they transfer you or they hang up.
1: You no, know it's crazy too, is I never thought this, but, um, when I was sitting with dispatch, um, I was watching the board and, I can't remember exactly, but you know, there there's ways to see this is a, an emergency line, a non-emergency line. So these dispatchers in between the crazy calls that they're getting, they're also, they don't get a mental break of insane caller, insane caller, no break or a break. They have to pick up the non-emergency lines and deal with just regular shit. So they're always listening to someone, you know, call in and, I asked him, I was like, what do you, what happens when, um, you know, the emergency lines goes and there's no call takers and he goes, it happens all the time. She was like, uh, goes to a supervisor. And I was like, what if the supervisors are busy? It just rings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, do, sometimes yeah. that happens. There's just not enough bodies. And can you imagine yeah. calling nine one one? And then like, I remember there was a, uh, a murder, you, you know uh in around or close to the area where we work and uh i don't know if i'm not mentioning anything but i don't i might cut this part out but i don't know if his wife would be alive but
0: right and like it, it's there's different sets of rules for each agency our agency has we're very short on numbers so it happens all the time like You think of like, say, an accident at a major intersection. You'll get 30 people calling about this accident. Okay, well, I've got 12 call takers. So that means there are more people calling about this one accident than I have people working on the floor. Well, all those extra callers, it it just rings through. There's not a voicemail for (laughs) 911. So it just rings and rings and rings and rings until we eventually get to you. Or if you hang up, that line still rings to us. We should call 911 right now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and be like, and then, and then I'd be like, "Oh, we're just doing a test. We're on a podcast. Bye." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: It, at least you stayed on the line. <laughs> like, so many people will realize that like their watch dialed emergency or like their phone did, that, and then they hang up. And then when we call back, they either don't answer, which just that takes a body off of the phones for the thirty seconds it takes to call you back to then be sent a voicemail, or. You answer and then you argue with me, saying that you didn't call 911. Okay, that's
3: happened g- to me before, where my phone like but dialed 911 mm-hmm. and I hung up. Right. And they called me back and I was like, "Hi, sorry, it was an accident." And she told me she was like, "Okay, just next time stay on the line, don't mm-hmm. hang up." Yeah. That was weird because I got I was in Deland and it sent me to Seminole.
1: That's what I'm talking about.
3: It was a Seminole County calling me and I was in Deland when it happened, which was kind of weird, but.
0: Yeah, that that is weird. <laughs> I mean, like, depending on like where you're at and the cell towers and everything, it just, yeah. I don't know.
1: One time when I was a kid, I came up from schools and jun- mm. probably junior high, early junior high. I don't know what it is. I just took my house phone and went nine, <laughs> one. A- every kid does this. And then <laughs> I went and I thought I didn't hit it. And I was like, oh, that was a rush. And I hung up, dude, cops showed up. Oh. <laughs> Which is terrifying when you're a. 13-year-old white kid in suburbia. Yeah, they were well yeah cuz my dad was a cop and they they I think the issue was and I probably the culture's not around anymore but I think what happened was uh it was like that's a like cop's house. Right. And then actually two came fast and they were like where's your dad and I was like oh and I was
0: <laughs> Be Even worse yeah. if he's like he's working and he heard I think the call he go wasn't out. there. Yeah, I don't it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But and that's that's one of the things too like going back to the like the mobile hang up. If it's a mobile phone and we don't have a like location or it's like on a street, my agency doesn't send anyone to that call. We didn't make any voice contact, that we had no sense of danger. And if it looks like you're in a car, why would we send someone to an intersection when it's going to take us who knows how long to get there? You're going to be gone.
1: That's going to be a long time.
0: Right. But if it's like a home phone, business phone, like we can actually get someone there and be like, hey, we got this phone call. We didn't make any contact, but like somebody here had to press something to call 911. We got to check it out. There are other agencies that I know of when I first started. not sure if it's changed because everything's changing, but they would actually send a, like you said, send a cop to every single call that came in. Whether they made voice contact or not, they sent someone to every single call. It
1: would would literally be like, uh, this is coming back to an open field, go, yeah, ch- go check it
0: like yeah like okay what do you what do you want me <laughs> to do? drive like drive by with my windows down, like Hello? hit hit the siren one time, see if anybody comes out like I, what do you want me to do? I'm not gonna go knock on like thirty houses to see if somebody called like it's it's a waste of resources.
1: what's it um, we always talk about being Kendra usually is our source for this being a female in a male dominated environment. What's it like being a man in a female dominated (laughs) environment?
0: It's it's weird. He's dreading carefully. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. it's
1: I mean, male nurses go through it. Yeah, and I
0: like I I started trying to do the math in my head now. I started in 2017.
1: Actually, you know what? I take it back before I get fucking my nuts (laughs) cut off by everybody. It's not it's 50-50, I, right? I was, when I went. There was a lot of dudes there. Maybe not. Maybe it, like thirty. It de- 70, I think. I
0: guess it depends. 50. Like, there's definitely more guys there now since I started. Yeah, like we're getting, we're getting more applicants. That it's like more 50 and we're getting more women. And it's <laughs> <laughs> that's where it's they're all going. Up, <laughs> <laughs> So it's definitely like it's. It seems more fifty fifty now, but like when I started, I was one of two guys. In a class of twelve people oh, yeah. that went through our, you know, not like communications academy, and then I was the only guy to make it through training. The other guy decided like he didn't want to do it and so quit. In here. <laughs> and so, like, I was like the only guy of I think there was nine or ten of us that like actually made it through training and started on the job training.
1: What's um, how what? what's the culture really like the dispatchers messaging the cops you, you're an inside <laughs> guy i know you're not sending them messages but you know is it like oh my god like
0: i uh, it's there's always it like it's it goes both ways so like i've sat down after a female on a turn. <laughs> And there'd be messages oh, coming in God. from deputies because they don't know when you like when the <laughs> when the personnel switches. Yeah, what it say? And it, like they like the, like the computer saves all the messages, or if like depending on the yeah. type of message you send back, you, you can read the history of everything that they've sent. So it's like okay, some of it's like very flirty coming from one side or the other. And then some of it is like you'll get messages back and it's like you can tell that, like somebody's trying to flirt and the other person is just like ignoring messages because yeah. you see multiple messages coming from like the same terminal <laughs> with no responses. Uh, um, and then uh, like it's gone the other way, too, where it's like you'll you'll have a dispatcher who will hear somebody on the radio and then they'll like look them up on social media uh, and then they'll start messaging them.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. It happens all the time. Oh, no. yeah. it, it, it happens the other way around, too. Yeah. It's just so cringy.
0: Yeah. What? And it's it's really funny because like we have stories where because it, it was like I work day shift, which is predominantly female, and it just it just happens to be the fact that like the people I work with have the most seniority to get to day shift, so it's not it's not women my age, they've been there for like
1: they're seasoned, yeah, <laughs> like
0: twenty years, so. <laughs> A lot of them aren't doing the whole, like, messaging thing. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're
1: not about that life anymore.
0: Right. It was more rampant on midnights, like the midnight yeah. shift, because you have, like, the new deputies coming out. You have the new people from the academy coming out.
1: I don't know what it is that makes people, like... It, you don't know what this person looks like. No, at and all. There's the dispatcher voice, right? That's <laughs> the, and, Okay, I'm not shitting on any dispatchers, and I'm not trying to be mean. And I've... It, of actually the stereotype when i've since i've been there is actually either dispatchers are getting healthier or the the uh or it's changing the culture's changing and i think statistically dispatchers back in, you know back in the day used to be bigger because they sat around all day um well, now lifestyle was not- the yeah. lifestyle yeah conducive to uh yeah um but when i started they would take us to uh to Brand new out of the academy, they would take us to the comm center to educate us on uh, everything. And we left and I remember and his it was uh Chris, I think. Who oh, and, it, and we so. <laughs> and we came back and he goes, You wanna know why I really took you there? And there was like thirteen of us and he's like, So you can see what those motherfuckers really look like. <laughs> oh my god because they all have the hot dispatcher voices but but it's the same thing like a sex line like when you use calling the night it's like
0: hey well, it's, i think a part of it too is There's one in particular I'm
1: thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> konnichiwa bitches i'm here to tell you about refracted wolf apparel founded in 2021 refracted wolf apparel is outsider apparel for the front lines right so whether or not you're a first responder or you're military or you're a veteran or you're a nurse or a corrections officer or a dispatcher, we're all public servants. Sometimes that shit sucks and it can get super dark. So our clothing line and our artwork and our graphic tees, we kind of represent that. You know, We just become outsiders to the, our own cultures. Whether or not you're a, a SWAT guy, we got you. Street cop guys, we got you. Crusty old veterans. We got you. We got everything you need: hats, stickers, flags, specially graphic tees. We got all of them. Use anti-hero for fifteen percent off refracted wolf apparel.
0: The the weird part of being with like, I, we get assigned to a channel or a a radio channel, a primary sector for twelve hour shifts. Like we, as an agency, we closely mimic you guys. Rotations are the same. A B. And then we have different shifts. So like we work twelve hour rotations and we come in at six or six thirty on twelve hour rotations. So we mimic you guys as closely as possible and you get assigned to a primary radio talk like talk group. So you're talking to those people for twelve hours. Yeah,
1: we're a bond.
0: Yeah. And so even if it's not the like you start to like get to know people just based on like their their mannerisms, the way they talk or how they call things out. You get that bond, even if you have no idea what that person looks like, you kind of create that image in your head of like, this is who I'm talking to. Yeah. But I've done enough ride-alongs to know in my time at the agency, I've done enough ride-alongs to know hardly ever do the people look like what you think they <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> it's true.
1: Because they don't need They typically use their looks to meet people, not, you know, messaging and voices. Right. One of the things, too, that drives me crazy is uh, not sexually. (laughs) I don't don't know why. No one was thinking that. (laughs) Nobody was thinking that. (laughs) Segue. It's like, I don't, I mean, and I don't know why I don't like it, but we've talked about it. The ones that say, like, my officers and my deputies, it's like it's like a mother my my boy it's like a mother like i mean maybe it is a mother hen thing but i don't ever think it's that innocent and i could maybe it's like the older dispatchers i could see being motherly over young deputies um because you know the bond that they grow Mm -hmm. um but the the six month in deputy that's 20 or uh dispatcher that's 22 years old and she's like my boys my deputies like is it are you just trying to fuck one of them i don't know i'm being cynical (laughs) sorry sorry
0: well like there's i've definitely heard that and like I, on the phone when we either call someone back or you people will say whatever they think they need to say to get like a deputy there quicker or they'll i've heard dispatchers and call takers be like the my deputies my officers like they need to know this information i'm asking for my units whatever and it's like mm-hmm. i I get that, like, you're all part of the same agency. These are the officers that you gather the information and the agency sends. But at that whole phrase of, like, my units, my dispatchers, it's...
3: It gives work husband. Yeah. yeah. Like, work some life. of them take it a little too far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And there, there's definitely, like... I'm working there for as long as I have like there you see that blonde that bond be created you said you blonde <laughs> who are we talking about <laughs> uh there's the bond that's created between people yeah and I there's some it's just, officers who will come up to the comm center oh. whether on their like day off or after doing <laughs> off duty and they like just come and they hang out and it's like I oh
1: that's innocent I wait you're talking innocence. You're looking like, nah. They trying to get some.
0: Well, let's say I, I work with you guys twelve hours a day, forty hours a week. I'm not spending my spare time up here doing this, like talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. Like That's I don't, me. I don't want to do that. Like, if I'm not getting paid, I don't want to be in the building.
1: We like, came up once. We went up, but when I sat with them, I guess it's good to break bread with the dispatchers because it's so weird between the law enforcement and dispatch, there's such a strong bond, but there's also such a huge disconnect of not knowing this person. You know them so well through trauma, Mm -hmm. but you don't know anything about them. Right. So we would, my sergeant, who's been a sergeant for, he's been a cop for a long time, took us up there, and he's like, you want to go to, uh, it was kind of a slow day, and he was like, let's go to the comm center. And we're like, why? And he goes, break bread. He's like, you you come up with bearing gifts, it shows that you're actually really appreciative, and you want to, you want to get to know these people. So that's what we did. It was pretty dope. We learned a lot of stuff. and um,
0: You sh- know who's really good at that? Who? The lieutenants.
1: Oh, yeah. the wa- Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> the lieutenants will come up and they'll bring, you know, depending on the time of the day, they'll bring, like, donuts or cookies. Yeah, Krispy Kreme, free donuts. And they'll... <laughs> Well, they've, they'll know how to time it out, too, because there are some lieutenants who will show up at, like, the same time every month or every, like, couple weeks, and they always bring the same thing, and it's because they know the people who work at that store, and they know if they show up at, you know, like, let's say, like, it's a Krispy Kreme, and it's a store that closes at 11, they'll show up, like, right at 11, and they'll just give them the whole day's worth of donuts, so it's like, okay, they show up with, like, three dozen, they didn't pay for any of it, but now they showed up, they're at the comm center all like everyone's like oh cool like this is a lieutenant we get to see who it is so when that lieutenant calls the supervisor's pod needs in a favor or needs us to do something we're like sure no problem like we got you like politics never
1: trust anybody with with rank man anybody above sergeant's a politician in training
0: so it's you know they're very good at that they know i went up
1: there during dispatch appreciation week dude it was like a buffet of like you know I, well, I remember going like, okay, I can see how y'all get fat. If I was, if I was here, I'd be, and he's like, no, nah, it ain't usually this bad. Yeah. <laughs> there was a smorgasbord of like the best food ever.
0: Right. I th- there was, it was a couple years ago, but uh, the watch commanders all chipped in and bought, I don't know. It had to have been like a couple hundred dollars worth of like really good, like Italian food. Not like, not like all of Garner Carrabba is like, the, it was like, some family-owned restaurant somewhere in, like, Winter Park. But they had, like, catering trays just full of, like, different pastas and sauces and breadsticks and salad. Just brought it all up there, and they're like, hey, we just want to show you guys appreciation. It's like, we appreciate this, but, like, this only happens, like, during this week, yeah, once a year. (laughs) The rest of the time, you know, you guys call us on the phone, needing favors, you guys. Yeah. It's it. What's it like trying to stay?
1: (laughs) Do you guys... I'm asking this question and I think I know the answer. You guys don't have like a gym at your facility, do you? Or is it, do some, because you guys, you guys don't get enough breaks. In my opinion, um, to be honest with you, I'm a cop. If I go through something that sucks or I need to call, I can stay on that call and go park in a parking lot, sit there for probably as long as I need to. Y'all don't get breaks. And when you do, it's like, man, it's like you're on your mandatory break. And then it's like at the minute. You, no matter if you're on a personal phone call or not, it seems that way to me that you're back. There's no, you don't get an extra five minutes or, you know, unless you, like, make a big deal about it.
0: It kind of depends, like, on the supervisor. Um, when I originally started, we had way more people than we do now. Like, I worked midnights for the first five years I worked there. But the first two years when I was working just primarily on the phones, we would work overnight with, like, 15 to, like, 20 people working on the phone. Now, we're lucky if we get, like, 10 for the full, like, overnight shift. So when I first started, if you took, like, a really bad call, the supervisor would come check on you. They'd let you know. Be like, hey, if you need, like, an extra five minutes off the floor, if you want to go talk to someone <laughs> I about I can maybe it. swing an extra five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but they would allow you to get up, walk away from your desk, go do what you need to do, go talk to someone. If it was a really traumatic call, um, we've actually had someone from like the crisis management team, like come up and talk to the dispatcher and the call taker, take them off the floor and like mandatory, like, cause it was more of a mandatory thing. Like if you were CYA. right, if like you were on the phone and you heard like story you were telling earlier, if you guy was on the phone, ended up killing his wife, you heard like gunshots on the phone. As an agency, they're definitely going to make you talk to somebody in crisis management because if you show up to work with like PTSD or you show up to work and you're just like out of your mind, they're going to be with a gun. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're for sure going to be like, oh, like we should have checked on them.
1: Yeah, and that's a CYA so, thing. That's what happens when you work for the government. They don't really know. I don't want to say no one. The entity in itself does not give a fuck about you. Um, it's whether yeah. or not you do something stupid to yourself or others that can bite them in the ass. Which is why we have this ninth, which again, whatever needs to be there in order for it to happen. But, you know, uh, that's just going to segue into the next thing because I'm going to ask you about dispatchers get a lot of grief for um, needing to help. But people will say, you're not out there. We're out there. Dispatchers will then combat that with, uh, we're the front line, we're the first ones. And then, then the the cops clap back with, you're still not out there. We're the first ones they see. And it's like, right. it's, you know, I, I, in my opinion, I think you have just as much, just as, just because you don't see something, you have the ability to get just as much post-traumatic stress than anybody else out there. That's my opinion. And it's, it's, it's a little bit, uh, it's not popular but
0: right well, like there's a small speak on behalf of
1: every dispatcher <laughs> in the world
0: yeah <laughs> well there's like right now in the state of florida like they're trying to get public safety telecommunicators listed as first responders because currently we're not and they're trying to do that because we we don't physically respond but we respond in the way of answering the call and getting you the information. Getting information. Me respond. Yeah, we I mean. get the information from you to send you resources to help you, but we have to insert ourselves into your emergency to get that. And then like my agency has an automatic call dispersal system, which was kind of what you were talking about earlier. It's like you answer nine one one call after nine one one call after nine one one call. Our system is set up to where when you hang up to where the next call drops in your ear, it's three seconds. You have a three second pause between hang up and answer. And you know you've answered because you hear an automated greeting that you pre-recorded. Yeah. And the phone will tell you what line you're answering, but that recording also tells you. Because you there's a lot of time where you don't have the ability to look over at your fourth computer screen to figure out what line you're answering. You're just listening to your recording. So we have three seconds between emergencies. And in one of your other podcasts, there was one of those it was some somebody said it's like, oh, We handle a really bad call. We get immediately dispatched to another one. We have drive time from like point A to point B to kind of like put that other call away. Get ready for this one. We don't know what we're answering. So we get three seconds to put whatever that was away. And some of it can be like. And prep mentally for the next one. Right. Which could be a turtle in an old lady's pool. (laughs) Yeah. And like some of the calls, like it was before I was there, but we've had dispatchers who are still there or who have left talk about calls for major incidents, like the incident that happened at. Never mind, I'm not going to say that because i will give it away. Um,
1: Pulse. Yeah. You just, yeah. <laughs> I can bleep it out. I okay. can bleep out. So okay. I mean, I say central Florida all the time. You'd have to be a, an idiot not to figure I, it out. I, and I, I also <laughs> stopped saying the R word. Right? I'm trying to do better on that.
0: You're but, but we had, so we had call takers and, I always think about that incident because thank God I've never had to deal with anything like that. Yeah, me neither. But we had dispatchers and call takers who answered calls to that. And then like you have to talk to somebody on the phone who's literally in the middle of the major emergency and you're asking questions and either they're not listening or they don't have the information you need. You have to tell them there's other calls coming in that might have more information. I have to hang up on you. Hmm. You could be the last person this person talked to, and you have to tell them you don't have what I need. I'm gonna hang up, and then move on, and then to be okay with that as you go through the rest of your life. We've had like, we had people leave. They left that shift, never returned because they couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. And
0: like. I, I, luckily, I've never had to do that. The, but they're like, you have to be you revert to the training. Like in moments of crisis, you revert to your training. And luckily, when I went through training, I'd say the training division did a really good job at preparing you for stuff like that because mm-hmm. I've had incidents where I've reverted to training, got through the line of questioning, hung up, and then just sat there and been like...
1: That's why it's, But Okay, it's, let's move on. It's why it's called it post. It's post right. for a reason because, you know, when you have a job to do, you'll, you'll click into, you know, what we... You know, cop work, it doesn't matter any type of first responder, even the military and and y'all like, you, you know, when it's when it's time to work, you work and you don't think about anything about how awful it is. You focus on doing your job for that role, whatever role you are. And then when you're done, you're like. And then, of course, our cultures are I'm good. I'm good. Right. I'm good. I could take another one. No, 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 no. I could definitely take another call right now and I can work another eight hours. And then tomorrow and the next day, I'll be in working overtime. I got it. And you just push it all. And then it right. ends up this dark mass that, you know, you're not good.
0: Right. And then at the end of the, like, you do that for so long. And then at the end of your career, you're you just kill yourself. There. Just kidding. <laughs> at the end of your career, you it does visit like it changes you like i've started in 2017 and some of the stuff i've heard listened to been witness of either on the phones or even on the radio like some of the stuff i've had to listen to on the radio
1: what's your what's the craziest thing what's the, what's not craziest? i know you have a story mm-hmm. that i want to get you, but if you don't mind you obviously don't have to and i'll cut it out but what's like the most fucked up thing so i want people to know <laughs> what it's like what what dispatchers have to go through and then the phone calls in and and that's it and like just to be able to hear something you know is there anything that's stuck out with you that's really really fucked up
0: um the one that's always stuck with me and it's now being like a father i i can't imagine what i would do in like if i had found out this happened i was working on the phones one day and i my recording played And I hear this voice on the other line. Sounds like this person. It's a girl. Sounds like she's like maybe 10 years old. And she answers the question with, I was just raped. And it's like, okay, well, I can tell like you're super young. And I have to verify that you're using that term correctly because that changes like how we respond, Mm -hmm. changes what resources I send you. And. As I like, I'm gonna have to dumb my questions down. Cause of course these questions are intended for adults. Mm-hmm. I have to dumb this question down for a what I think is a 10-year-old. Because my first question is not gonna be how old are you? Because if it is an adult and you just have like really high pitched voice, you could find that offensive and then hang up on me and now I have nothing. Mm-hmm. Or you could not understand my question. And so like I have to dumb it down because based on what I hear in your tone or like how I pitched your voices so going through all my questions start figuring out it's like okay this is legit this is what happened to you and then I hear in the background of the phone call it sounds like somebody pounding on a door find out the suspect is still in the house so this just happened to this little girl it turns out she's 12 years old person that did it still in the house She's calling from between like behind two locked doors and he's pounding hard enough for me to hear it. And I have to sit on the phone with this person and get help to them while asking someone 12 years old all these like super important questions and trying to tell them like, hey, it's going to be OK, like I'm going to get you help while they are trembling in a bathroom
1: while a real life monster is trying to get to them. Right. And you're telling them and you have no, it's there, not, I it's cannot
0: a- do anything to help you except for type. Yeah. And in that moment, I feel like I can't type anything fast enough to get help to you because that that's all I can do. I hope that I can type what you're saying fast enough in a computer and the computer is actually sending it appropriately to somebody else. That person's actually reading it and understanding what's going on. To then get assistance to you fast enough to where this doesn't happen again or escalate more than it already is.
1: Yeah, you're hoping that you're not giving a bunch of empty promises. You know, yeah, like I, I help's coming, and then it's out of your hands.
0: Right. And this is found out like it's a kid who I'm sure you know something ama- Like something bad happens, you call nine one one. Nine one one will help mm-hmm. you. How I have to deliver on that promise. And it's it's crazy to sit there on the phone and listen to this. Luckily, you know, like hope got there in time. I was going to say, did we get there? Yeah, no, hope got there. (laughs) Hope got there in time. The guy. Not funny. That's called.
1: That's our trauma. We laugh
0: (laughs) and we. No, it is, and it's one of those things where it's like, you feel good about it at the end of the day, but like it's still one of those things where it's like I can still. I can still hear that phone call. Oh yeah, I guarantee you can and it's it's one of those you know, knock on wood. Like I haven't had like a nightmare about it, like ending up a different way. Mm-hmm. But like I can I can still think about it and like hear that girl's voice and then I've gone through like all like the after process of like the like the case report, talking to people. It's like okay, like guy's gone, she's okay, but like it's it's still something that sits with me every day. It's like any any phone call I answer could be that all over again. Yeah, and and, and, that,
1: and I'm sitting here trying to like in my head. I'm like sitting here going, "That's the same. And that that's what makes me feel like you are a first responder, even though you physically, it's like not literally. You're not res- literally responding there, right? You're, but like I could sit there. And, And tell you all the things that, you know, I could relate to that story that to me, that means that you're a first responder.
0: Right. It's yeah, it's one of those things where the people who say that we're either not first responders or like we can't end up with the same level of trauma. It's a different type of trauma, but there is trauma. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't do anything in that moment as much as any other person would want to help a small child in that instance i couldn't do anything except for type into a computer and like when you're actually doing that you feel like you're doing nothing because you're physically just sitting there yeah
1: i mean i get it
0: and i you know who knows how i'd react if i was actually there if i would freeze up or if i would you know, not it's think. it's one of those things. It's like you don't know what you would do until it happens. But luckily, like in that case, it's like, OK, like training took over. I was able to ask my questions. I was able to get the information and I actually was able to get help there in time to where she wasn't hurt any more than she already was. And this guy actually like got arrested. And
1: you know what's going to happen is Craig's going <laughs> to become a cop and then shit on dispatchers.
0: Hey, first responder. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah.
1: Well, everything that we go through is another thing, too. I talked to a so dispatcher a long time ago and uh was the unknown, not necessarily horrible calls, but just like every fucking call that you dispatched to a cop. That's it. You gave him what you and then you're like, what happened? You know, yeah. Almost to the point where you're like, it's not, there's curiosity, and then there, there are calls that are, you know, was that person okay? Right. Unless you ask, you'll never know. And then you'd have to be a fucking psycho <laughs> to not care at this point. You wouldn't really be caring about these people. You would just be doing the job, and that's where, you know, that could...
0: Yeah, it's like, are you... Have you been doing this a really long time, and are you jaded to it? Yeah. Or are you just a full-on, like, sociopath and just don't care? Because
1: that's... And that's what this lady was saying. She's like, it was... It was Sometimes I just have to straight up ask the cop to give me the rundown on how it ended yeah. because I can't I, I can't sleep I can't you know I want to know so uh,
0: I say that's one of the things that like s- dispatchers it annoys us when deputies clear calls. And don't do and like don't put anything in in the notes. Yeah, no no notes, no updates, nothing. Just, just what happened? Just straight up, like, and it'll like sometimes it'll be calls where we'll dispatch you out, guy, like to what sounds like this husband and wife got into it. It sounded like the wife called, husband was like seconds away from like beating her. She got away and got on the phone. We're headed there, like four deputies go. Corporal, Sergeant, Lieutenant shows up, clears out, no, no notes, nothing, just no report. And you're like, <laughs> "Did you guys make contact? Like, what happened?" Yeah, it, I mean, I don't know. It's a. Uh,
1: I always thought if you, everybody should go listen to 911 calls, incoming 911 calls. Um, and then, I was like, man, what if one day they just had the ability to let the cop here in his car. I was joking with somebody. I was like, you know, you want to get a fast response time. Let the cop hear the 911 call. Right. However, we're not trained and we don't have enough experience listening to that to be able to, okay, this is not as scary as it sounds. Like if I heard the calls that you guys get in my patrol car, I would be doing 160 miles an hour to get to every call because I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) it's sometimes they're just not that serious. Um, People screaming, people screaming, people crying is already like, what do you call that? It's it's
0: it it raises your blood pressure. It it makes the adrenaline flow. It's not natural to hear that stuff. No. And it's one of those things where it's like you'll I've gotten to the point now where it's like I if I answer a phone call and I immediately hear someone screaming, my first (laughs) thought is not. (laughs)
1: Go scream somewhere else.
0: <laughs> My first thought is not like this person's literally being choked out to death right now. It's they witness something that is eliciting either fear or anger. Yeah. But their body's actually processing that emotion, which is why that we're getting it in the form of like a scream. Mm. I've been doing this long enough to where I know that like I've had phone calls where a mom like comes home and like finds her son dead. And she hasn't processed that. So she is monotone and like no feeling whatsoever in her voice. It's just like perfectly even. She's just like, I came home. My son's dead. Delivered just like that. No screaming, no crying, nothing because she hasn't processed it. So she doesn't know what she's feeling. And then other times you'll get like car accidents, verbal altercations. You'll get people screaming and it's because they're either angry or they're so in So it's fear. emotionally driven, right. not
1: so much trauma driven at the moment.
0: Right when you first call, because people, I, I think people just revert to call nine one one.
1: No. Oh, oh so, my god! They should literally, they should charge people if it ends up being stupid. They should charge you. Fucking. You know, you know how many twenty times times we bucks have
0: Talked been, about that? It'd be like specifically the like one geographical location yeah. in our agency. where rich people? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, south of that. um, it's where all the tours go. Uh, mm-hmm. Where if you call like in multiple times and then like we can't reach you back, we should be able to send that record to your carrier and then get that like added to the bill and then have your carrier like back pay us. Because you just sat there and took up a phone line while you're doing who knows what, walking around, riding a ride, whatever. But you've called us like six times now, and we've answered every phone call. When we call you back, you don't answer, or you argue with us, and you're like, I didn't call. I'm spending the day with my family. I didn't call. Stop calling me. Where'd you get my number? It's like, I, I didn't pull your number out of a hat, dude. Like, you called me. I'm
1: going to fuck with this person. Stop calling
0: 911. Like, what? Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's like, I don't. I don't just dial random numbers, dude. Like I'm here doing a job and you're preventing me from doing that because either your phones like you have like that stupid click 5 times calls emergency set up or Have you ever d- to be fair, I've been trying to take pictures, and it's like you're about to call nine one one. Like, oh shit!
1: But it does give you a warning,
0: right? But if you like, it, it's a countdown yeah. to where if you don't do anything, it just calls. <laughs> so they'll be like on a ride, and it'll be like. Sitting I wonder in your how many lives or whatever
1: lives that app has saved more than the fucking issues it's caused. Like, does Apple feel good about itself? <laughs> that I
3: mean, I've only ever heard of one case where a woman was like hitting it in a
1: ditch on the side of the road and she was just oh i guess
0: one life yeah or like nowadays nowadays there's like depending on like your like the watch or the phone whatever it'll be like oh this person's been involved in an accident and they're not responding to this device the the um, the location is this and it'll read you off like x y coordinates Mm. it's like i i've got like five seconds to copy down these coordinates and then this whole, like, automated thing starts repeating. And it's like, all the meanwhile, I can hear that person in the background talking to somebody else. I'm like, I I can hear you. <laughs> like, can you hear me? Can, I, I can hear you. Come on, like, answer me. And it's like, uh, we, like you, we start pressing buttons to make the phone beep, hoping it gets their attention. And it's like, if it's connected to a car and it's a vehicle accident, their car will, like, maybe start, like, making a tone, like you're pressing a button. But if it's, like... A wearable watch like they're not gonna hear that like in their pocket or like way down here is there in a vehicle accident how
3: how does the device know the difference between like a car accident or like hey i just tripped and fell but i'm fine well
0: now there's that one too now where like the the person who, who was wearing this device or the person who uh It'll say something like the wearer of this watch or the owner of this phone has fallen and is not responding to this device. And oh it gives God. you X, Y coordinates. So, you like my go to is like you type them into Google exactly the way it says it, and it'll give you some form of address. And oh, you're wow. like, okay, cool. So, like, now I can get you help, but like, I still don't know what happened.
3: Can you imagine if you just like you're just in your backyard and you tripped and fell, but you're fine and you're unaware that this is happening? How embarrassing that would be. Right like the fire department showing up and you're like what is going on (laughs) yeah
0: and you know the whole point of the like the software is to help people who have fallen you know take take away i I guess in it like you're trying to like take over a business like the whole life alert like i've fallen and i can't get up yeah press like the wearable keychain or the neck the thing (laughs) it's like not like if i trip and fall while wearing this watch it'll automatically tell them yeah it's like okay that's it's cool, a little excessive. I guess, but, like, yeah, it would. there's so many times where, like, it like it could go off when it's really nothing.
3: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. That would
2: be embarrassing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just goes off because you decided to, like, or, like, say you're, I don't know, like, jumping on a trampoline, and, like, you land hard, and all of a sudden, like, you don't realize it, and, like, fire department shows up, the police show up, and they're like, your Apple Watch called us.
1: Oh, my God. We're getting like, it on.
0: <laughs> oh, God oh god that's a story yeah. is it really we had so any any cell phone any cell phone as long as it has like a sim card or like nowadays it has a they have the e-sim so it's not like a physical sim card it's just software on yeah, the phone yeah yeah any device that has that whether or not you actually pay for service can call emergency services well we kept getting this phone call from a 911 prefix phone which means it doesn't have service but it calls emergency services yep and you can hear the low like guttural like grunting and like like is someone there do you need help like whatever after like so many minutes it's like okay we have a phase 2 location but it doesn't sound like anyone needs help you're not answering the phone and this has happened multiple times and every time like somebody hangs up that phone call comes right back in and like we can see the number calling in well after it called i think it was like st- i want to say something like 50 times we were like, okay, we're gonna send someone to this address to see what's going on. Units go out there and they knock on the door and it's a male and female who answer, and they're just like, Oh yeah, we um it's a it's like a kink to like have people like listen to us. And we so just they call 911? Right, because they were thinking that like 911 couldn't hang up. They were oh. thinking, they were like, you guys would have to listen and you guys couldn't hang up because you like you're nine one one. You can't hang up on people. Why would
3: you call nine one one? Oh my god! You no, know what's, you
1: know what's shitty is that there's no fucking. They can't be charged because that's it, it's a misdemeanor crime to do that. Misuse of nine one one. However, <laughs> in, in Florida, um, uh, there's there's only a certain list of misdemeanors that can be committed outside the presence of a law enforcement officer where we can take action. We call it misdemeanor exceptions. There's, I think, 14, 15, 16. They change every year. Those are the misdemeanors that happen out of our presence that we can still go make an arrest on based off right. probable cause. That's not one of them. <laughs> right. And it sucks because the only time we can arrest on that is when someone doesn't like what I'm telling them. right? And I reiterate to them, Don't be calling nine one one. The reason why we're here is because we're we're nine one one. We're all together, right? And they call anyways, and then you can you can hook them for that, which is you know. Sometimes people
0: that and that that has happened like a couple times since I've been working there is like we'll get a
1: county. Is that person calling nine (laughs) one (laughs) one?
0: Yes. Yeah, we'll get like or the unit will call out on the radio. Be like, this person might call into nine one one. If they do, just hang up. I'm already on scene and made contact. My job as a dispatcher is to actually put that in the call note so when somebody pulls up that call history, they can see it. So if then they answer that call, they can just be like, hey, talk to the deputies on scene, talk to the units yeah. on scene, hang up. But people will do that and they'll... they'll. I, maybe you guys have a different term for it, but we call it unit shopping. Yeah, deputy
1: shopping. Yeah, shopping so
0: they're just shopping for a unit who will do what they want. And it's like, we don't... I, if I already see like three units on a call and one person's there on scene said they talked to you, I'm not gonna like, I'll update your call because CYA, I'm not gonna like mm. just ignore anything and just hang up the call. I'm gonna make sure there's a record that you called me, but I'm gonna put in there that like there's a unit on scene, you're just not happy. Yeah, like I'm not gonna send somebody else or send up a new call. Like, I'm, that's dumb, it's a waste of resources. It's stupid. <clears throat>
1: Some people just don't like that you know especially the rich people you know when they call in like i like i said on one podcast i sat in dispatch and somebody called in and said that you know um there was a a party going on at like 10 o'clock at night on a sunday and they called in like three times and the dispatcher was like sir i already told you this isn't an emergency i already i forgot already but he was like he was calling in to tell her that this is an emergency. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, catch the hint, dude. Like, you, your shit is not important.
0: Right. And that, that's the whole thing of, like, emergency. People think emergency is based on their... I, I what's happening to it, them. It was rele- relevant. Yeah, it's relevant to what's going on to them. But it's not It's not really an emergency. Or relative. Maybe it, yeah. That. it's
1: Relevant or relative? It's all...
0: Perspective. Relative, yeah. Perspective-based, yeah. Perspective perspective based, yeah. You know? So, oh, like, my
1: my emergency, I've been a cop for seven years. I'm not going to call 911 as much as someone who is not a cop. It's nothing against right. them. It's just I, I know what's going to happen at the very end of it, what's going to come from this. Most of the time when people call 911 is for self-gratification self, grat- self gratification of some sort. Right. I'm a good person. I call it in this fender bender or I'm fucking pissed off that this happened to me and then if you let them If you let them chill for five minutes, they would have never called in the first place. Right? Or what? One tactic we do as cops is we get on scene, we let them air it out. They want to bitch that something shitty happened to them. It's human nature. I Mm -hmm. do it. You know, my wife, I bitch and moan, and I'm done. I'm like, "Whoo, that was good." And now I'm not mad anymore. You know? But like, people want to do that. So as a cop, you go, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my! They did what?" And then when they get it all out do you want to press criminal charges and you could see the look on their face? Yeah. Like, oh no, that's actually or one silly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one that I like from doing a couple of ride alongs, the one that I got a lot was once like you, you, they air out all their grievances, they get through all of their issues. And then the unit on scene would look at it and be like, all right, so you know, like that you can press charges. You can like, this is, you know, they did something criminal. I can press charges. Right. Here's what I need from you. I need you to sit down and fill out a sworn written statement yep. and I need you to testify and come to court. And they're yeah. like, I don't want to do all that. Oh, <laughs> like you can't just go based on what I said and yeah. like, no, like you have to fill out like paperwork yep. and then you gotta show up to court and they're like, You know what? Never mind. Thanks for thanks for coming. And, and that's how like, you get no call notes. Our- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that's when you end up with the, you know, the the retail theft, the batteries, whatever. And it's like, nope. You know what? Actually, you, like it's it's a civil issue. I don't I don't want to go to court.
1: Yeah, you'll get as a cop too. You you'll get stay out of so much trouble if you just pretend to care about people's bullshit. The second they see that you don't give a shit, like the, a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game to go. This is a civil issue, it's not law enforcement. Right? They're not gonna have that, and they're gonna call on you. No matter you, and you're right. You could be a hundred percent right if you tell someone that there's nothing law enforcement can do for you today. They're going to be pissed. They want so they want that soundboard to go, oh, my gosh. So, in turn, if you flip it and you just do all that, oh, my gosh. Oh, and then at the end of the day, they're happy that they got to tell someone about it. And you leave without taking a report. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you just in your patrol car with a bunch of like, those little like, <laughs> notebooks full of like, random notes. Yeah, squiggly just,
1: lines because I didn't really write anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just thrown on your passenger seat, never to be looked at again. Once that notebook is full, just... Hey, it's it's over there somewhere.
1: Yeah. So what's the story that you were That was a crazy story that you told so me
0: about. So this was way back when I was like first starting. We had this as a dispatcher. Um, this call came across my board and it was like a regular suspicious incident type call. Like don't know like what's going on. We're sending a deputy out. Because the person doesn't. Person didn't know what was happening, but wanted to make sure that like it wasn't illegal. So I'm like looking at this, I'm reading through it, and I'm like, okay, this makes no sense. Deputies go out there, and as I read the call and I voice it over the radio, the primary talk group, it said like it reads out elderly female thinks she's being poisoned by. Publics. her public sub doesn't taste the way it usually does and her cat isn't eating it. So she thinks there's poison on it. <laughs> After I read that out, I can hear a part of our job. Like we have to have certain radio levels like turned up. So like we always have your guys talk around turned on. Oh God. So we, <laughs> so we hear your guys talk around channel from a speaker so like we can hear anytime you guys key up, and it's a safety issue. Like the whole policy procedure around it was yeah, in case I'm on the wrong a fucking f- channel. Yeah, yeah it's like if you're on a if you're in a fight, your radio's open. Yeah, like that's you,
1: literally happened to me.
0: Right, you guys, it'll it'll switch around super easy. So we have to have those channels turned up, and it's the ones that they I I don't know the science behind it, but I guess like all the channels we have to have turned on are the ones that are easiest for you guys to accidentally be on. So. I voice that out and then on the talk around channel, I can hear like three or four deputies going back and forth (laughs) being like, all right, so when we get there, we're going to like draw straws or play like rock, paper, scissors to see who's going to eat the sandwich. That's what I was thinking too. (laughs) Just
1: walk up and pick it up and eat it and be like, you're fine. (laughs) Or just pretend to like die? No.
0: I knew it i knew it <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just so funny because it's like the the comedy from that like the funniness it wasn't even the call for service because like that you're just like i read that out and i'm like this is some dumb shit we don't need to go to well, a lot like,
1: of a lot of cops don't realize that you guys monitor the tack or talk around channels a lot of cops oh, don't realize that. there's s-
0: there's stories about that i thing. remember
1: my buddy uh my, my buddy uh Juan, I won't say his last name, but <laughs> the one time because um, there's like eighty of them where I work, but the uh, <laughs> more than that, probably <laughs> the uh, he was like, "Yo, because we have a notorious dispatcher." I'll get with you offline about it. She is a fucking bitch. She just sounds like every day, like she hates her life. She's condescending. She's just a nasty woman. And I've never met her, but I feel bad talking shit about her. And I'm not giving her name, and I really don't know who she is, so I'm not using this as a platform to bully her. If you can figure it <laughs> out who it is, then fine. <laughs> but, and, uh, and, so he goes on, he gets yelled at her, or yelled at by her, or whatever. He gets on car to car <gasps> and goes, yo, what the fuck's up with this dispatch, man? It sounds like somebody pissing her Cheerios, right? We all know oh. that they can hear it. Oh, he God, didn't, yes. and it was quiet, and then she goes, uh, watch Commander Twenty Six on what was just said, and I was like, "Oh, oh no, Jason!" <laughs> so he got a he got a counseling for that. But yeah,
0: yeah, no, there's there's stories of that happening where like I've done I've done probably close to like 160 hours worth of ride-alongs in the full time I've been with the agency. I understand that the stuff that's that happens like in the car or on the street the same way that you guys don't know what we look like or like what we deal with from like call to call to call. We also don't realize like what you guys are going through call to call to call or what's happening in your car. So a lot of dispatchers don't like the, the very quick immediate, like traffic stops. Like you, like radios clear. All of a sudden somebody's keying up, yelling out a location and a vehicle description. Like they're getting shot at and you're like, what is going on? Why are you yelling at me? I've done enough ride-alongs to know that, like, that's happened while I've been in the car, and it's been, like, somebody comes across, like, three lanes of traffic, almost hits three people, mm-hmm. the last one being the deputy in the car, and then they're like, all right, this is a traffic stop, and it's happening right now. I don't have time to follow them down the road yep. and then call it out. Like, it's happening now, <clears throat> and I'm going, and I'm, like, I'm at the window by the time I'm done talking to, like, on the radio. So I have a little bit more grace, but there are people who, like...
1: Well, there's no, a lot of people don't, I could talk for hours. man. This is great. (laughs) We're probably going to have to wrap it up soon, but there's no etiquette. Uh, A lot of cops do not have radio etiquette. So um, for instance, I will give you an example of what I mean by this. So uh, uh, we work in a busy, busy metropolitan (laughs) place, almost, you know, and uh, someone is shot. Multiple calls. Uh, There's a man down, Uh, no suspect description right now. All right. Everybody. Most of the people in that area are going to that. Right. Some people aren't. Some people are so far away that they there's no need for them to go. They're 20 minutes out They're, They would be no good. And, and plus, we still have to police areas as well, even though we're working. Right. This. So um, we don't give our agency does not give a clear channel until there's actually law enforcement on scene. Right. Clear channel. If I was showing up to that call. I would, people were going like this. I'm going to go, hey, County, give me a clear channel until I figure out what's going on. I think Subtext still on scene. Right. Very, but there's no point in giving a clear channel if there's, if it takes four or five minutes for deputies to get there. There's no, that supervisor, that dispatcher, the, the, everybody is now crisis mode for this call. And then you got one dumbass cop going, copy your traffic stop. Like, bro, read the room, dude. This is not the time. Let the car go. You know, and that's just my thing. He's not doing anything wrong because it's not a clear channel, right? So right. There, there's nothing saying he can't say it. But, dude, yeah, like, you're about, you're waiting. You're, you're like three minutes out. This is going to be a shit show. You're just waiting for somebody to get there. Yeah. And dipshit called out a traffic stop. Like, oh, my God, why?
3: takes away from you guys too because now you have to do this traffic stop and you're going to have to stop when inevitably the deputies get on scene. Yeah. Like yeah, that's And depending
0: on the incident too, like if it's a if it's a really big incident, you have the way like there's only so much like landscape on this computer monitor we're looking at. So if it's a really big incident, it's going to suddenly start taking up everything. Yeah. Because all the units in my controlled area, the sector I'm assigned to are showing up there, but as units are assigned to the call, so like any specialty unit that happens to be in the area and is like, hey, I'm going to jump on this call. I'm on my way home, but I'm going to jump on the call. Any... Superhero! <laughs> yeah. Any, like, any canines, whoever, now all of a sudden they're taking up space on this board. Well, that screen will start to enlarge and knock other stuff out of my, like, view to where if you are pull- you pulled a traffic stop and you get knocked off, it could be like 10 minutes before I remember you pulled a traffic stop and you haven't yeah. been checked, which is huge officer safety. Yeah. Because if you guys step out with a vehicle, you don't know who's in the car, what's in the car. So you're now stepping out with a complete unknown. And if I forget to unit check you for like 10 minutes, you could be laying there for 10 minutes. Because I have like I, you're gone off my Imagine screen. Imagine that guilt trip. Right. <laughs> right. And it, I it's, would have
1: lived, but my dispatcher waited too long to <laughs> unit check me. Oh my God.